Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Welcome back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner, and I have had sex. And Jesus still loves me. I'm joined right now as I am each and every week by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast with Brian Beckner and Jason Stewart. Exactly. Uh, Jason, this season The Bachelor at so bad. This is so bad bad everything about it sucks so badly they really need it just i don't want to be sexist okay i'm not being sexist but the formula just doesn't work the same when it's a bunch of dudes and one girl it's just not as good what do you think no it's not as good i'm never going to admit that but i'm i'm not going to go as far as to say that it's this is a bad season it's had its this really, is whole, this really is the worst season. intriguing moments. And as I was exchanging um, text messages with Reality Steve today, there's... <laughs> Jay Stu just dropped a name. Go on. Oh. Um, as he was saying, like so much is going on beyond behind the scenes, but we're, we are the, um, the Bachelor podcast a record that doesn't do spoilers that's tr- that's right i unfortunately happened upon a spoiler that yeah. i'm not going to reveal but yeah. as he was saying the behind the scenes drama is much more interesting than the on-camera drama which of course it is is isn't it doesn't bode well for the um for the creators of the show they, for ratings and like they should shoot a season like they should do a real season, but they should shoot it documentary style where you get the what's happening in front of the camera and you get what's happening behind the camera, like that show Unreal that was on Lifetime, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, it was a pretty good show. But that that's the thing is they don't want you to know what a fucking dirty game they're running. They're running a dirty fucking game on dumb people like Brian Beckner and Jason Stewart. You're right? calling us dumb? Yeah, we're very dumb. We're dumb. Oh, because I thought you were going to say Luke P. and Hannah, Hannah B. No, what I'm saying is that the people that produce this show think we're very stupid. So they they are running all these machinations and gyrations behind the scene to behind the scenes to keep, to keep uh, shoving Luke P in our face every week. Just like this reminds me of Corinne. Luke P is the new Corinne. We keep calling him the new Chad Johnson, but Chad was interesting. This Luke P is so fucking boring and they keep dragging him along. But the thing, and the, and everyone hates him and for good reason, it's like not an accident that all these guys hate him. And it reminds me of Corinne. The difference is Corinne was super fucking hot. So you get a little, you get, um, a little jaded or you look through at things through rose colored glasses because 
she had that good body. You know, it's like you don't realize how fucking annoying she is because you just want to see her in a bathing suit every week. Do you, you, you get where I'm coming from? I do. And and to sum up a uh, one of the contestants um, kind of summary of the villain in this past episode, he's like, yeah, our villain this season is some five, eight dude. Yeah, that was very, that was my least favorite part of the show. And, and to your five point, eight is a completely normal height to be. That's not. That's not. We don't make fun of people that are five eight. Go on. Like average height men will always defend that, you know. And and I and it's it's defensive guys like you that that it's, really kind of empower guys like what's his face Tyler, the I like Tyler, uh, yeah, ex quarterback, yeah, Wake Forest uh, jock who hasn't had to work a day in his life to no, get his, anywhere with women or anything. His dad lost all their money. They they were living on the water in Jupiter and then they had to downsize and his parents got divorced and he's still bummed out about it. Okay. No, no, just yes. let's start. Let's actually start there. So, okay. Uh, it's a kind of a general topic that yeah, everyone let's, let's, listening can yeah. relate to. Tyler, Tyler revealed, this was the episode where each of them com- felt compelled to tell them, tell Hannah B the bachelorette, a, a something in their life that was uh, that they needed to overcome some some kind of tragedy of, of some sort, and he starts talking about how his old man was a self-made guy, ended up buying a house on or on the water, yeah. and then lost it in some yeah some financial crisis. Over overextended himself, obviously. And and to me, it sounds like unless I I. I spaced on the, on a part of the story that was, uh, that made her sound better. It sounds like her, his mother was just like, you don't have any money anymore. Fuck this. Well, I'm out of here. I mean, we, <laughs> I think we just got the abbreviated version, but it was a, that was a weird, um, part of the show because both Tyler C and Hannah B in their one-on-one date dinner kind of put people in their lives, their parents on front street. They like, we're just like, yeah. Cause he's like, my dad had it all. He's uh, you know, he was balling out he had us on the water and then financial crisis hit and we had to move into a small ass house and it sucked. And then eventually my dad moved out. And I'm like, oh, his parents got divorced. All right. He's still, you know, you forget that these people are actually still kind of kids. They're like 24. I think she's 27 or something. And he's 24, I think, or 25. Um, That's very young, way too young to be trying to establish yourself in a lifelong relationship, by the way. But we'll, we'll peek through or we'll allow ourselves to be deceived by that facade. But then he tells that part. And then, and which I'm like, that's a, that's not really anybody's business. You know, you're talking to the TV and I'm your dad or I'm your mom or I'm your aunt or your grandma or your brother or sister. I'm kind of like annoyed that you're, you're talking about our personal business on TV. And then she's like, well, my parents are still married and I don't want my marriage to be like that. (laughs) She's like, she's like, I don't like the way that they talk to each other. (laughs) I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, and they're still together and she's the star of the show and they're going to be on the show in two weeks. It's like, whoa, like that's like a, 
a little bit much. I get that you're trying to act like you're being open and honest, and I appreciate that. But there's a way to act like you're being open and honest without saying that your married parents hate each other. Did you think that was weird? Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, everyone knows that breakups of any kind, any kind of a divorce, especially when there's stakes and kids on on the line, it's a little bit more, I mean, it might be the most complicated, nuanced thing that you could possibly ever attempt to describe. And then you do your family an injustice by like over a dinner conversation saying my dad had a bunch of cash, lost it. My mom, my mom wanted to divorce. I mean, I'm guessing that was a bit of a, a bit of a disservice to everybody involved, but, but, but you make a, you make a point that, um, you know, in two weeks we're going to meet Hannah's parents next week. We're going to meet four men's families as, um, as Juan Pablo called it. Hauntas. We're going to go hauntas next week. Um, so the episode started off with seven guys, or yeah, seven guys. And instead of having a rose ceremony or something like that, either the producers determined or Hannah was just like, look, I know who I want and I'm going to get rid of, uh, I'm going to get rid of who I want. And then because you guys, the producers, need to have Luke P, we, we could set it up as a dramatic finish at the end. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to get rid of uh, Mike, the yeah. uh, r- real nice, charming, charismatic uh, black guy yeah. um, who should do pretty well on, on, on Bachelor in Paradise. He's going to crush it. Good guy. I, yeah, seems I have like a nice no, guy. No issues with Mike. Loves his grandmother, his great-grandmother, his sister. His mother has got some women in his life that are important to him. I think that's great. No one will ever break his record. He's like the Jesse Owens yeah. uh, sprinting in front of the group date to uh, to hug her. He, no one will ever beat his record. He Ben Johnson's it out front of the crowd where he's like looking over each shoulder. He's like Michael Johnson out there. He's like Usain Bolt. <laughs> he's just... Looking from one side to the next, see if anybody's behind him, but he's broken out to such a big lead. Well, when they're in Amsterdam and they're at like some outdoor cafe, it appeared to be freezing in Amsterdam, by the way. They're, they're at some outdoor cafe and she comes cruise. All the guys are sitting around drinking a beer and uh, she comes cruising up, Hannah. And I'm like, Oh, here comes Mike. But Mike just stood up and maybe that was his undoing because he ends up going home on the show. Um, Mike just stood up and like casually sauntered over and gave her the hug. I don't even know if he got the first hug, but he definitely didn't race to get it. So that was kind of a surprise. So they're all hanging out at this, uh, cafe in Amsterdam and it looks freezing and Mike, um, doesn't get the, doesn't get up and race over and hug Hannah. Like we've seen him do in the past. And in turn, he doesn't end up getting the first one-on-one date. Did that, did that, do you think there's a correlation there, Jason? Maybe, but I do have one thing to point out about, uh, when Mike and Hannah end up do, um, getting together, get end up getting together. They, um, their like activity was painting each other. Did you see this part? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. 
you're kind of jumping ahead, but but that does happen. I thought that that's what we were doing. I thought we had just summed up Mike. No, no. Yeah, continue. Yes. Don't you don't you remember where we're like, yeah, she sent Mike home. Um, we we did talk about that earlier. Yes, continue with your thought. <laughs> my point was, my point was, she ends up sending Mike home. Yeah. Um, but, but they set up an activity at like this art house where the artists told them to, uh, draw each other. Oh my God. You talk about a slippery slope. You got, you have a non-artist yeah. trying to, trying to draw a black man. And what happens? Yeah. What happens is what you think would happen. <laughs> she starts drawing him. Yeah. And then they 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 have him walk over to see what she drew. It looks like some caricature out of the nineteen no. twenties. I mean, it was it was just a like stereotypical <laughs> like black man yeah. from uh, like what, there was it, in every every stereotype that you can imagine in this picture. And he actually did a pretty good job of playing it off, but it was not a very um, I don't know it, it it wasn't a great rendition. No, this is it, like and, this is like bungee jumping. It's like bungee jumping. Where they're like, hey, you're going bungee jumping. I'm just like, no, I'm not going bungee jumping. I'm not jumping out of a plane. I'm not jumping off anything. I'm not climbing anything. I'm not doing anything like that. And same when they're like, hey, draw a picture of your fucking partner. Look, I can't draw shit. I can't. I don't have the ability. So I'm not. It's only going to go bad for me. It's only going to go bad for the person. It's only going to make me look worse. I'm here trying to make myself look my best. And I'm. (laughs) I'm okay trying, you know, having fun at my own expense, but this is, this is just stupid. I'm not doing this. And uh, yeah, but Hannah's game. And so, yeah, the, the exaggerated features on this sketch, uh, I, they actually, I walked away from the television when this was going on, so I didn't see it. It made, it made chief Wahoo be like, Jesus (laughs) Christ, dude, what are you doing, Hannah? Like, uh, I would encourage our listeners to find it. Like a sketch of Mike. I'm looking at a picture now. Glamour did a pretty good job of uh, summing it up. That's pretty funny. Uh, so, but her first date is with Jed, and that's super boring. There's not really anything to recap there. Jed is so dull. There were a couple of I. They both said I love you to each other, but Hannah kind of hedged it a little bit in saying that she's has connections with lots of guys or something. The only bonus that was that Jed, um, thankfully forgot his acoustic guitar on that right. de- date, which was kind of good. Um, but he gets a rose and then she has a date with Tyler C where they go horse riding. And Tyler C a couple of times on this date doesn't do himself any favors. First of all, he's like, um, I had a horse, a birthday party when I was a kid or something, which is a little weird, but we've already determined the horseback. Yeah. The horseback riding uh birthday party, yeah, which he, obviously was when fuck. his dad was yeah. just swimming in money when yeah. his, when his wife still loved him. Yeah, he's rich as fuck. Um, <laughs> so, but he's like, I'm afraid of horses or something. He said something like that. And uh, they don't, neither of them know how to ride horses. It's awkward. It makes me feel bad for the horses. At one point he tries to transact some ice cream from horseback. Uh, it looked very unsafe. I hated it. It was awful. Um, and, and then, then while they're on horseback, they hit up a pickled herring stand. 
<laughs> because that's typically what you do when you're riding horseback. Like, is the 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 old, the old herring herring stand? Like, um, you have to eat herring I, while you ride horseback. I could see why they. I could like I could sort of see an ice cream cone. Yeah, but then they they hit a pickled herring stand, and uh, he's. Tyler's pushing this. He's like, oh, you got to take a bite of this. You got to bite this. So he holds up a big uh, herring, pickled herring filet. And he doesn't like put it on a cracker or anything. He just hangs it out there. And Hannah, much like on Colton's season when she was the first to eat a grub and a grasshopper, she yeah, fucking- she's game. We've, we've, yes. We have found out for, that Hannah will eat anything and she's up for anything. She's fun. She eats and that, like half the fish's body in her bite. And she's like, no, I'm not too. I'm from Alabama. Not too bad. You know? <laughs> and then she's like, all right, your turn, Tyler. And Tyler takes a little fucking smidgen and you could see him like trying to get it down. And in turn, like pickled herring is not like one of these. It's not for everybody, but it's not one of these like so gross things. Um, he like takes a little bite and you could see him go through like the mental process of being like, Oh, I'll just eat this. This sucks, but I'll eat it. And then you could see it in his eyes that he can't. And he starts to involuntarily gag to the point where he spits it back on like the little tray it came on. And, but he's still kind of gagging more and you can tell he really wants to puke. He's, he's having a, 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 a reaction. And between that and the being a real pussy about getting on a tiny horse, um, I, I didn't think things had went too well for Tyler on that date. What do you think, he Jason? Did, he did not come off well at all. This guy's a uh, an ex football player. Right. This guy's like QB. This guy called the uh, villain Luke P a five eight a five foot tall villain. He's yeah. the guy that I that I've been saying from the beginning. He's the guy in the eighties movie that is in high school, drives the Porsche, and has the hot girlfriend that the dorky subject of the film wants to wants to fall in love with he's that guy that everyone hates because he's so good looking and on it and then you see this this scene where he's afraid of a horse and then he throws up a the fish right in front of her yeah she just she just got done swallowing this thing i mean she was a badass in this entire thing she went for it so he did not come off well at all um i was not impressed with tyler's actor and this is, and then we've already alluded to when they sit down, they kind of talk shit on their family. He talks about how his mom kicked his dad out, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he gets a rose. And then as you alluded to, the Mike has his one-on-one date. Um, and what, but when Mike's one-on-one date is announced, then you, by process of elimination, you know that Connor and Luke P and Garrett and Pete are all going to be on a group date. Right. And Connor sees the writing on the wall. He's like, look, I'm done. I'm done. She's going to like, she's not into me. So he does that thing where to kind of be the alpha in the situation, he bounces over to her room where she's chilling with some fake eyelashes on. And he's like, Hey, what's going on? You know, we haven't spent much time together and I'm, but I'm pretty into you. Like he's trying to feel it out, but also he kind of knows what's happening. And uh, she's like, look, like, I like you. You're cool, but I don't, we're just not there. Blah, blah, blah. 
Connor bounces. I'm sure he'll do fine on Bachelor in Paradise. And despite the fact that it was a completely random him leaving the the gentleman's suite to go to her room and knock on the door, and he seemingly randomly gets kicked off the show at that point, there's an SUV waiting on the street. Like, he hasn't even packed his things yet. Like, he had no plans necessarily to leave did you find that strange you always uh you always seem to key in on the the suv it's it's it takes me out of the moment i'm just guessing that there is a there's just that process i mean you know these these shows aren't shot in real time once the producer hears that she broke up with them the car they call the car if it's 90 minutes later and they had to stop off and, and pack his bags. Yeah, they could. They have. They have this thing called editing. I get they it. They could edit it to make it look like he. They just picked him up from from the house. Right, but that's, I, I'm just. I'm yeah. just not as. I'm just not as taken aback by by this uh, phenomenon. You brought this up a couple times in the past. It's very strange that the, it's made to seem like <laughs> he fucking leaves her room and walks to the <laughs> elevator and goes downstairs to a waiting SUV. And I stand by that. I'll tell you what, though, uh, yeah. uh, Connor's voice, I mentioned this, I think the first or second episode, weird ass voice. We determine it's like, it's like Texas drawl mixed with something. Sounds more like a, he's trying hard to be a valley guy. Yeah. That. He also, it, he has that hair that looks like it's a toupee, but apparently isn't. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But he, I mean, nice enough kid and everything else, but um, there's just something about that voice that I just wasn't. I, I just couldn't connect with it all. That it's like he was either trying too hard, or if that's your actual voice, then I, I just don't want to hear anyone talk like that. Sorry, it, Connor. It not. is kind of weird that um, other than Pete, I mean, it seems like it was a Southern heavy cast this season anyway. But other than Peter, all the remaining dudes are from the South. Peter's a California uh, guy. What's Luke P? Where, where's he from? Luke P's from Georgia. That's right. He's a Georgia guy. So it's Georgia, Alabama, Texas, and, and Florida. Then a California guy. Yeah, and one California guy. Uh, yeah, so they, you alluded to this earlier. She has her date with Mike. They go biking, and then they go to like this art studio and where Mike's like, I love art. He's like, I just love art. I love art, and which is a weird thing because art is like an all-encompassing term right. and there's lots of different kinds of art and a lot of it's really shitty so you can't really say i love art but anyway i won't just I won't get just, caught up just in that. by yeah by design art is not supposed to be universally loved. right it's art, exactly true art by design is supposed to appeal to those that like specific aspects of it right so, uh, yeah I, I thought the exact same thing when he said that. So, what a stupid thing to say to an art teacher or whoever the fuck that was. Yeah. So they go to this studio and they're like, oh, I love this art. No, I didn't, I didn't care for it to be honest. And uh, then the artist comes out and it's Tilda Swinton and Tilda Swinton's like, Hey, where, how do you feel about my art? And uh, she's like, why don't you guys do some art? And then that's when the, that's when she, Hannah apparently paints this, yeah, I, I encourage our listeners. I can't believe I was I was fast portrait. forwarding, so I I missed that part. Oh, uh, uh, amazing. Uh, so yeah, and then Mike's then, but Mike throughout this thing, and he's really 
foreshadowing and you can if you've watched enough of these shows you know this is always bad but he's he's like you know i just uh things things are going great i know i'm probably going to be getting down on one knee in a couple weeks here and then he's (laughs) and then he's like this is you know it's just great to be spending time with this woman who's probably going to be my wife soon and going to be the mother of my kids and i just can't wait till she meets my family and i'm like oh man this is this is really bad because he keeps saying that stuff. And as he's pretty much, he hasn't ha- gotten all the words completely out of his mouth. Um, but, she, and then she dumps him and she's like, look, you're a cool guy. You're a great guy. And you, you know, you deserve somebody special, but it's not going to be me. And uh, he, he immediately bounces into a clear elevator where they stare at each other through the clear elevator while he goes, <laughs> goes down and leaves, which is pretty good. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, back at the house, Tyler C is making fun of Luke P for being five eight, which is pretty funny. Um, and Luke's Luke's like, look, he's and because t- Tyler C's like, everybody here hates you, and he's like, that's not true. Me and Garrett were just hanging out, chatting, and it was we we're having a great time. And Garrett's like, actually, no, I hate you too. I would just, you know, wasn't trying to be a dick in that moment when you were talking a lot. So, but yeah, I hate you too. Um, and then, so then, the, and, and yeah. by the way, I think yeah. it turns out that that move right there may have uh, sealed the guy's fate. I mean, he he said that, which in the moment kind of sounded like a dick thing to say. Basically, yeah. he was saying, was "I'm not, I'm say. not just a guy that ignores people. I'm going to respond, but I but I was being disingenuous." And that uh, Luke P was able to use that with Hannah later on in the date. And that uh, may have sealed Garrett's but fate. That's, that's only because Hannah is, and this is in no way do, am I trying to be sexist here. Hannah is either very stupid or has allowed the producers to make her look very stupid by saying, but anything anybody says about Luke P, she automatically takes Luke P's side and the, and Luke P will spin something in a very transparently obvious way and she, it she always falls for it where he's like all oh, these guys are against me and then the guys are like look he's a fucking asshole like what, what do you want me to say here yeah i got yes i i uh told him that i was just bullshitting but just because i didn't want to have an argument with him in that moment which is a perfectly normal way to react to a situation but she takes that and uses it as an excuse and yes spoiler alert garrett is sent home after reminding her at least 17 to 19 times about how he was the first one to tell her he loved her and that he loves her and i love you and remember when i told you (laughs) i loved you and oh by the way i love you hey guess what not falling in love in love love you and it wasn't enough um she Luke P and Garrett argue and Garrett's given Luke P double pistols and Luke P drops meat. <laughs> he drops uh uh crudite. Um charcuterie. he called it baloney. Yeah, Charcu- why yeah. what was baloney doing there? I'm I'm just guessing as you, had said, as you had said before, there was a you know, I think Luke P only eats protein, so they right. just put meat out there for him mm-hmm. to consume. He ends up uh, using it as a symbolic gesture that what you're telling me right now is baloney, Garrett, and he throws baloney in his lap. 
Uh, yeah, so dumb. And the, and I'll, I have to admit, like, I don't Garrett. I'm, you know, I didn't expect Garrett to win the show. Obviously, I liked Garrett better than Luke P. I liked that Garrett was a uh, golf pro. Um, I liked that Garrett was had was forced into playing football or something. But whatever, he's gone. Luke P's still around, and that's pretty annoying. I I feel like Luke P ran his course. I don't know, four episodes ago and he's still there and he's still doing his bullshit. And if you recall, if we're using the Corinne corollary here, Corinne was the runner up on the show. No. Yes. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. Corinne got second place. No way. It came down to Corinne and Vanessa. I don't don't remember that at all. I do. I'm thinking third or fourth place. No. Telling you what happened. I'm gonna look that up. Look as you it talk. up right now. And uh, so this Luke P could easily that you could easily see him going to the end, and uh, that would be fucking horrible for everybody involved. Like it's we get that they run these gimmicks every season. It's fine, run the gimmicks. We get that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Fine, but it's not. It's not great TV, in my opinion. I think that the um the I think Garrett, the golf pro, um, yeah. kind of showed his true colors at times in, in the last few weeks. He he was kind of a pussy about things. Yeah. He's he's the one who took the bait. He got into the muck with Luke P and it ended up just I think eventually pissing her off and her siding with, with the lunatic. Right, but but uh, Luke P brings it up every time, and then Garrett has to defend himself. So I, I if will, she's getting pissed say, off, yeah, it's her I, fault. I will, I will say that um, in this particular episode, you know, Luke P has always gotten shit from the uh, the House of Men for bringing up their names on dates. Like, don't bring us up. You're, this is all about Hannah. Keep our names out of your mouth. Well. He pro- he made the promise a few episodes ago, and I guess he's done a fairly good job of not bringing them up. But because he was given an out in the last episode, or two episodes ago, and the out being that if Hannah asks him about someone, then it's somehow forgivable for him to talk about someone. So he used that, and in the Hail Mary attempt tonight, as Garrett said, he used that, and you got to kind of give him credit for this. He's the one who came to her unsolicitedly and said, here's the deal with the house. I'm treated like shit, and Garrett said this to me. He said that he was being fake to me. He offered up all the information to her. But when he gets back with Garrett, he says, if she asks me a question and I answer it, that doesn't count. He played that card, which was a complete lie, um, and he got away with it. He he tried to go with the fact that she asked him first. So I guess you got to give him a little bit of credit for uh, for a little gamesmanship. Uh, yeah, they do it. He, he does it every week. It's like that's his thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's his deal. Yeah, and I I still can't uh, confirm if Corinne was a runner up. I, I guarantee she wasn't. But. She was. Corinne Olympios wiki. Type that in. Corinne. I'll do it. Corinne 
And there's, I know there's a lot of lawyer, lawyer, loyal listeners. And by the way, the, um, this. she was eliminated in week eight, dude. Yeah, that's, that's the finals. Week eight. It's a fucking no. 10 week show. So she was next to. Nope. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, I don't even know if it was hometowns yet. Yeah, no, they went to fucking, she went to hometowns cause they went, oh, that's right, they went the, shopping and she, she fake bottom stuff. Yeah. The nanny. Yeah. And I think they sent her home after that one. Yeah, man. Um, anyway, she got right, pretty close. But in this episode, I will say that, um, that what's his face? Peter, the, uh, the pilot who's got a good shot at winning this thing. He got almost zero FaceTime. He, he got almost nothing. This should he basically met with him once, gave him a rose and that was it. But this is, this is, this should be stated because she has said that, um, she likes how sexual Peter is. And Peter is running a Brian Beckner style game where he rolls in and he's like, Hey, and he's like holding her hand and he's like rubbing her knee and he's like looking her in the eye and talking real close. And within two seconds of being in each other's presence, they're making out. This is the first episode where she hasn't mounted him. Um, They have a very strong physical chemistry and i'm i have a lot of respect for peter from westlake in his game because he doesn't he seems like kind of the um meek sort of dude but when he gets with her he starts running it at her and she loves it yeah um, we talked about it last week yeah. man this guy's got uh this guy's got a few gears yeah that we've seen yeah all right so uh confirmed Vanessa Grimaldi won uh, right. next season. Vanessa Raven, Grimaldi was banned. Raven Gates. Oh, that's right. Was Raven. Right. Rachel Lindsay, the next Bachelorette, right. she finished third, and Corinne. So I think Corinne was sent home. Top after four. Hometowns. Top four. Yeah. Bottom line is, and now this Luke's top four. So basically, exactly what I said. The Corinne corollary is there. Uh, but they, then, so then they preview and they've previewed this a couple times where Luke's like, Hey, look, um, if you're going to fuck one of these guys in fantasy suites, I'm out. I can't have my precious woman sullied. Oh, we should talk about how he used his, I used to fuck too much thing. I can't believe as I his, forgot as about his this. Tragedy. Yeah, as this, tragedy. This is how he got rid of Garrett where he's like, look, I just want you to know. And also that jacket he was wearing was hideous. He's like, look, I just want you to know that um, one time, you know, I was, I was, had ran afoul of the Lord and I was just fucking and I was, I was putting it in all these random chicks and I was just getting head and just fucking them all. And uh, he's like, then one time I was in the shower and I don't know what happened, but a light came over me and I could see into heaven. And I felt, and I was like, what the, it was, he was like Benny Hinn up there. And he's like, uh, I was and um, the Lord spoke to me, and I'm like, the fucking Lord, like, there's there's civil war in Yemen, there's slave auctions going on in Libya, there's there's rampant famine in Bangladesh, and the fucking Lord is hanging out in your shower, letting you know that you shouldn't fuck too much, <laughs> and. 
For some reason, you had already known this story. Had he, had he told it in the first episode? Yeah, he's told it a bunch. Of, no, did he tell the? Did he tell the? I was in the shower part. I know he told the story. You, about- you told you told me, or maybe it was Carbone. Somebody told me in recent weeks about the shower part because when I saw it tonight, I'm like, wait a minute. No, it was the is first this the I second time yeah. he has told this story? I think maybe Carbone knew. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I think that there's like, um. It's just the juxtaposition of that, of the, the story that we always talk about. This guy had so much ass yeah. that he had to find the Lord to, to get out of it. And then in the preview for what seems to be a preview of the final three, yep. unless they're misleading us with the editing, if uh, she, he puts her on the spot. If you have sex with one or two of these other guys, just consider me off the show. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. And in some weird bit of editing that, that really kind of uh, shows a little more than they typically do, it looks like she, she shows him the door and he goes off in a, in a vehicle. Now, Yeah, and she flips off the, the vehicle as it leaves. Like nothing is ever as it appears in these. Right, and, and just yeah. like we've said, like, like, like what, the, you know, what everyone keeps saying about Trump, like when he's voted out, he's still not going to leave. Like we've seen – Luke, good point. Luke's already been told he's he's got to go home, and he's fought his way back on the show. He, yeah, he just he didn't, didn't leave, he, and now he's one of the final four. Yeah, he didn't get a rose on a one-on-one date. You go on a one-on-one date, and if you get a rose, you stay. He went on a one-on-one date, did not get a rose, and is just like, "I'm staying." And they're like, and Harrison's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Luke's staying." What the fuck? He's rewritten the rules. So maybe he weasels his way out of this. It's just I, I really find it funny how this guy could um, could have all of this, uh, all these issues with her sexual activity when he admittedly was like an over sexual person. Um, it's and it's misogyny, is what it is, it's, and it's, it's disgusting. It, <laughs> but it's just it's just one of the confounding uh, parts of Luke P. I mean, yeah. he, he, he has many, many layers to him. He's an enigma. And being smart, I don't think, it's is one, one of them. them. But no. maybe he's smarter than we think. 100%. 100% agree. Okay. Uh, anything else, Jason? Anything we've left out? Um, I don't think so. But my, I would say that my guess coming out of this episode would be the top three being Peter and Tyler and the front runner Jed, but judging by the yeah. editing, it might seem like a like like a, what's his face gets out of hometowns, which that Tyler. means somebody's going home. No, no, what's his face? Luke. Luke P gets out of hometowns. Right. So then it would be Jed and Tyler and Peter. Oops. No, like the. The editing didn't insinuate yeah. that he oh that he that he, he makes survives those as they're talking about yeah. the uh, the fantasy suite. Yeah, Who yeah, knows? he yeah he we'll could see. survive hometowns. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I feel like Tyler might be something might happen to poor Tyler, and I think that's all right because my man Tyler's going to clean up on Bachelor in Paradise. The guy is chiseled. He seems like he's a Good dude. Still kind of fucked up about his parents' divorce. But uh, some chick will try to rescue him for sure. Uh, Okay. Uh, That's it for Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. 
Catch us next week. It's my first impression, Rose Prime, back to JC. We're breaking down all the shows. It's a battle on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. Lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle.